At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. This week's show is more than a little bananas. Hey, hey, it's a monkey. Maybe. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening at home, it means you too. I am Alex Flanagan. I'm Addison Peacock. And with us today, we have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, special guest? Hi guys, I'm Henry. I don't come from this country. <laughs> this is Henry. We imported him for this week's podcast, and he was waving to all of you, but you just can't see it. So keep that mental image in your mind. It's he very charming. He doesn't come from this country. He's not from here. Where are you from, Henry? The box was so cold. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm from the countryside of uh, the UK, as you can probably tell by uh, this mess of an accent. Buy me accent. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, I'm making fun of you. I love it. Alex, That's please. racist. <laughs> oh no, it's I'm actually kidding, like I'm kidding. It's not. geologist or something. It's, is it xenophobic <laughs> somehow? It's, it's, yeah, maybe. I am scared of aliens. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No one's going to care. It's uh, xenophobic um, is when you're afraid of xenomorphs. Uh, <laughs> it's when you're afraid of xena, warrior princess. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, so Henry um, is a good friend of me and Addison's. He is a writer for many podcasts, including the No Sleep podcast, as well as the upcoming audio drama Congeria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other uh, projects you want to hype yourself up for at the moment right now, Henry? Um, nothing I can really talk about that. It's mainly just uh, those podcasts, short stories, uh, that kind of thing. It's a real pleasure to be had on. This is my favorite podcast. Aww, and it's a real pleasure to have you. We're so glad to have you on the show with us. Seriously. As sort of an expert in the <laughs> spooky and bizarre, we think that you will have some great insights to offer. So this week, it is my cryptid, um, which is not fair to say. I have no ownership <laughs> over this cryptid other than <laughs> we picked it for this week because it's something that may... Uh, Contain an element of regional familiarity for our guest, Henry. Uh, yes. So this week, any guesses what we're talking about? Addison, I already told you. Do you want to take a stab at it? You know, I just don't know. The governor does not recall. <laughs> it could be literally anything, but it's the shug monkey. The shug monkey. The shug monkey. Are you saying shrug monkey? Uh, it's the Shrek monkey. Are <laughs> you saying? <laughs> no, you saying layers. Shrek donkey. <laughs> this week we're covering Shrek donkey. Uh, no, we're covering Jesus. the shug monkey. It is a mythical creature in the folklore of, and I'm going to butcher any English words, so, like, I apologize. I My choices are either to do a terrible accent and feel like a word criminal, or to just, like, <laughs> read them in my flat American monotone and have them be thoroughly uninteresting. So, I could either say Cambridgeshire or Cambridgeshire, but either way, it's going to be bad. <laughs> Anyway, it shares the features primarily, although we'll come back to this, of a dog and a monkey. And it reportedly haunted Slough Hill Lane, which leads from the village of West Radding to nearby Balsham. The creature is said to have the body of a jet black, shaggy sheepdog and the face of a monkey with staring eyes. So there's a lot going on here, right? So the uh, the shag monkey is believed to be related, at least in some way, to Black Shrug, who is a hellhound. Uh, that is cited frequently in areas in the UK. However, it diverges from there significantly. There is a lot of talk about what the Shug Monkey is and isn't, and there is not necessarily a lot of agreement on that, but the dog and monkey hybrid qualities are pretty consistent across all tales. There are several versions where the Shug Monkey includes a lot of other animal characteristics in like a very bizarre, chimeric sort of way, but... Uh, those are the primary ones. So, any questions before we dive in? I wouldn't know where to begin. You ready for these deep cuts, these hot takes? I mean, no, but they're going <laughs> to happen. So, I'm just going to All right. Well, let's just let's just go right for it. So, before we begin, it's something interesting to note that there is a lot of disagreement on the shock monkey between People talking about it, um, some people believe it to be a relative of the Bigfoot or the Yeti. Some people believe that it is uh, much more primate in its origins than along that same line of thinking. Some people believe that it is some sort of relative of the bear, um, although bears are not native to the area. Some people believe that it is a a hellhound of sorts. Um, Some people believe it is is much more dog-like. But 
The one thing actually that seems to be an agreement in cryptozoological circles is that it is actually not so much animal in origin as it is supernatural. Okay. So a lot of times when we're talking about these cryptos, we're talking about things that may have evolved differently, like with the Gator Man, or we're talking about things that Mm -hmm. have a sort of natural world explanation. Most people believe the Shug Monkey is either ghostly or demonic in some nature. Yeah, so we're dealing pretty strictly with the paranormal here. Um, Rather than it being more of like a cryptozoological feat of the natural world, we're thinking it's definitely something with some otherworldly origins here. Cool stuff, right? Very cool stuff. Local writer and broadcaster James Wentworth Day, which is a great broadcaster name, incidentally, uh, first related stories of the Shug Monkey in Here Are Ghosts and Witches in 1954 and described it as a variation of Black Shuck, which we already talked about, while local folklorist Polly Howitt suggests that both share common origins in Norse mythology, which, again, we touched on some in the Hellhound episode. But if you're just joining us, then these people are suggesting that the Shug Monkey is some sort of hellish creature, uh, a guardian spirit of sorts, if you will, that sort of roams around in the nighttime, terrorizing the countryside, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. You know what it is. Just a rude boy. Here is one of my favorite things. So local police constable A. Taylor heard stories of the creature in his youth and described it to this broadcaster, Wentworth Day, as a cross between a big rough-coated dog and a monkey with big shining eyes. Sometimes it would shuffle along on its hind legs, and other times it would whiz past on all fours. (laughs) Can you imagine this thing? This, like, horrible monkey dog bear just, like, tearing along the countryside. But he's got such beautiful eyes. (laughs) Big shining eyes. Oh, I love it. Oh, like pools of lake water. It whizzed past me at breakneck speed, but I had time to know there was something in those eyes. (laughs) You don't forget eyes like that. (laughs) If this is the Beast of Bray Road again, I'm out. It's. I think it's different than the Beast of Bray Road. Uh, For one thing, the Beast of Bray Road is thought to have very human characteristics, like someone who has a Pinterest board full of arm exercises. (laughs) But the Shug Monkey seems to be pretty definitively... Other. <laughs> oh. Um, now, this folklorist, Polly Howitt, that we were talking about, mm-hmm. it is her belief that the Shug Monkey has not been sighted since before World War II. But I have some examples of other sightings or believed sightings that we're going to dive into. Unconfirmed so, sightings. Unconfirmed yes. sightings. Yes. So apparently there was an alleged UFO landing within Rendlesham Forest in Suffolk, England, in the latter part of December 1980 which was witnessed by numerous United States Air Force personnel, I guess. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't know why we're not hearing more about this. Um, have you never watched The X-Files? Uh, yeah, well, okay. They it don't was, want you to know. It was a bizarre affair, but this uh, this uh, sort of instance apparently conjures up images and sightings and reports of the Shug Monkey in much the same way that, like, for example... Instances of the Flatwoods alien and, like, UFO sightings in West Virginia conjure up images of Mothman. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're sort of hand-in-hand hand in that way, related both, related both geographically and also just, like, consequently in time. So they're involved in this were reports of strange lights, of small alien-like creatures seen deep within the heart of the woods, and of high-level cover-ups and sinister conspiracies. This has led the event to be known as British Roswell... Isn't that great? I love that. Have you ever heard of British Roswell? I hadn't heard about that before now. I thought all the aliens only wanted you guys. <laughs> the government's doing They don't like job, British man. food either. I feel like this, yeah, this sounds like something that might be interesting to you. I think you should look into British Roswell. I think it's a little rude, actually, to, like, assume that this event can only be justified by, ref- like, it's relating it to something else. Yeah. It's very Which one happened first? Well, this was 1980 in Britain. Oh, yeah. Roswell was like the 50s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roswell was earlier. British Roswell came later. It was the sequel. Uh, Some believe that extraterrestrials really did land on British soil on that fateful night. Ah. Or others believe it was across the course of several nights. Others hold the view that everything can be attributed to the mistaken identity of a nearby lighthouse. Um, no. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just mistake a lighthouse. Um, others prefer the theory that a dark and dubious military experiment and subsequent disastrous mishap may have been to blame for all of the fuss. Yeah. But that all happened in this forest. So the forest itself is in Suffolk's coastal belt known as the Sandlings. It's comprised of large coniferous trees as well as heathland and wetland areas and is home to the badger, the fox, the red deer, the roe deer, the fallow deer, and maybe the shug monkey. (laughs) 
Dun, dun, oh, there's a lot of dun, kinds of deer. Dun, dun. It's a lot of deer. <laughs> and then the dearest one of all are Shug Monkey. With oh. his beautiful, beautiful eyes. I really am picturing it. I know this is not the descriptor, but I'm picturing its face looking much more like a bush baby after that description. It's oh, not a bush baby. <laughs> um, I'm going to show you this picture, Henry. Like, the people at home won't be able to see it, but I hope that you can because it's incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at those lips. <laughs> They're beautiful. Get a closer look at that snout. Check this out. Those eyes are really beautiful, though. Like, there's a lot going on here, but the eyes are so nice. I need to find like out the... where they buy their makeup from. I need that. I like that <laughs> mouth open in a whale of unending torment. Uh, yeah, that's, like, nice. my favorite thing about it, too, it's I nice. think. Anyway. Does the shug monkey strike you as someone who could master space flight? <laughs> I, I don't see it personally. I don't really think. I think maybe. I think maybe there were British aliens who lost their dog yeah. while they were here on Earth, and they've been like putting out a notice for it ever since. But everybody keeps intercepting the messages and hiding them from the people of this Earth. Oh no! The government's <laughs> hiding all the messages. They just want their dog back. They're just lost dog posters, but the government doesn't know. So they're like, we have to protect the people. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so this report describes the shug monkey as being a bizarre combination of giant dog, muscular bear, and large ape. <laughs> that did not require that intonation. That did not require you to put that. I don't think anyone ever needs to put the word muscular in front of bear unless you're looking for something specifically very different. <laughs> this bear lifts. <laughs> this bear lifts. He is strong. Uh, it's said to take its name from either A... An old English word, shaka, which means demon, or B, an old East Coast term, shucky, that translates Aww. into modern terminology as hairy or shaggy, which oh, is where the black fun. shuck gets its name from. Uh, anyway, so shucky translates into modern terminology as hairy or shaggy, which is where black <laughs> shuck comes from. I think that's probably the sentence word for word that I said before we stopped the train. I think so. Henry, say the thing you said again. I'm really looking forward to the Bride of Shucky film coming out this fall. <laughs> So are, all, so are all of those Beast of Bray Road fans. <laughs> Which one Maybe of you is going of, to be the Bride of Shucky? <laughs> Maybe no, the Beast of Bray Road is the Bride of Shucky. Oh, oh, maybe. Was he also looking for a muscular bear? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's possible, of course, that the name is even a melding of uh, all of those terms and that, you know, like linguistics do, it's changed over time and evolved to fit the modern description. Language never changes. That's bananas. And here's a sentence that I love. But whatever the true nature of the name applied to the foul, hairy entity, <laughs> its presence in the woods of Suffolk is enough to strike deep terror into the hearts of those souls unfortunate enough to have crossed its path. Okay, I don't know if I'm desensitized, but what is so scary about this thing? That's just how British papers <laughs> report things. That's, is that just how they report everything? Yes. Like, somebody's like, uh, like I don't know, give me some, some, some store had to close for like a rainstorm or something or because of a holiday and they're like, oh, Christmas Day. Usually an innocuous holiday, but on this particular event, it was enough to strike fear into local business owners. Dog monkey fusion in hoodie will stab you to death. That's like the kind of thing you'll get from like the Daily Mail. I love the Daily Mail. Is I'm obsessed with that. Sup, they're coming for your Tesco's. Uh, <laughs> so here is a report from someone named Sam Holland. That's a nice name. It's respectable. Yeah, like it's a it. it's a third person report. So like this is not from the perspective of Sam Holland. I'm not oh. like going deep into the mind of Sam Holland here. It's mm. just about Sam Holland. Shortly after New Year's Day in 1956, Holland was walking through the Suffolk countryside with his spaniel dog, Harry, when he was horrified to see a bizarre-looking creature come looming out of the trees some 40 feet in front of him. It walked upon four huge muscular <laughs> legs like a lion's, <laughs> and its thick fur coat was both black and glossy. Incredibly, said Holland, the animal was easily 10 feet in length and so could not be considered anything even remotely resembling oh. a domestic animal. That's big. Or a known wild beast of the British Isles. Holland, in a panicked state, thought for a moment that perhaps the animal was an exotic big cat that had escaped from a zoo or private estate. And it, that is until it turned in his direction and he was finally able to see its terrible frowning face. Oh, it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine this thing, like this huge monstrous creature, and it turns around and look at you and just going like I think it looks what if it looks like Beaker from the Muppets? Oh my gosh, I hope so. I hope Please it looks like be Beaker. my friend. Oh, he's so sad. Likening it to that of nothing less than a silver bat gorilla, Holland said that the monstrous creature possessed a huge neck intelligent-looking eyes, <laughs> widely flaring nostrils, and immense powerful jaws of a bone-crushing nature. 
Oh my god. People love the shark monkey's eyes. And These also, descriptions are so extra. It's so <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> it's incredible, though. I love it. It's just like muscular legs like a lion. And it's a bone, huge silver back gorilla. Bone crushing might. And sensitive, intelligent eyes. Okay, they did not say sensitive. <laughs> eyes that look like they watched The English Patient and enjoyed it. Uh, like, I really miss the guy who just compared everything to baseball bats in the other one. These guys are clearly just trying to make their English degree worthwhile, whereas the other guy was just like, they're as long as baseball bats and as thick as baseball bats and a similar colour to baseball bats. <laughs> Roughly the size of a baseball bat. Um, I miss our darling. Uh, it's like those excerpts I love of like uh, creative writing assignments. It was like, she was six feet tall, like a six foot tall tree. <laughs> oh my God. The shrub monkey had legs. The shrimp monkey had legs like cricket bats and fur the colour of tea. <laughs> and sensitive eyes. Like like the death of imperialism. Oh. Those big boy band eyes. <laughs> boy I was going to say, like Harry Styles. I love I the shrug monkey. Shrug monkey Harry Styles. I love it. Harry Styles spelled H-A-I-R-Y. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's continue with, with Holland's journey here. For a moment or two, the animal looked intently at Holland and his whimpering little dog. <laughs> and your little dog, too. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> then, seemingly having lost any and all interest in the pair, the gorilla-faced nightmare simply continued <laughs> on its way and into the depths of the surrounding undergrowth. <laughs> okay, see, <laughs> why is it so scary? Honestly, I've... Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm, like, weirdly desensitized because I, like, live in an area where I see bears a lot, like just kind of out and about like I've seen them on the, like the back trail like mm-hmm. near my house plenty of times like I've seen a bear just kind of walk like in front of me uh, and they don't really give a shit that I'm there uh, so I'm just wondering like and it sounds like this animal doesn't give a shit that you're there like, I'm losing not... my mind I really want to animate this actually because I'm just like it's this image of this huge lumbering monstrosity like tumbling out of the undergrowth and like standing there menacingly and then it turns and looks at you over its shoulder <laughs> just got these huge sad eyes and it's frowning and then it just turns and walks away yeah and this guy is like this was a nightmare that's what I mean people are talking <laughs> talking about this like it was horrifying it didn't chase you it didn't even growl at you it only looked at you for a second and then it walked away you're not ready for this next part though okay holland would later explain that the creature looked like a strange combination of ape dog bear lion and rhinoceros no (laughs) sorry i just reject that on principle i reject that just refuse where does the rhinoceros come in needless to say does it have horns needless to say The British Isles are not home to any such animal that even remotely resembles the beast that Sam Holland says he stumbled upon all those years ago. In fact, it's fair to say that nowhere on the entire planet does such a creature dwell. This is the shadiest reporting I've ever heard in my life. It's so much. Where is this from? Yet, Holland is adamant that his description of the monster's entity and his recollections of the day in question are utterly accurate in each and every respect. This is from MysteriousUniverse.org. Uh, all right, Holland. Are Are you ready to keep going? I guess. Because I just love this last description. Today, now well into his 80s and still sprightly and fit, Holland believes that whatever the true nature of the beast he had the distinct misfortune to run into more than half a century ago, it was unquestionably paranormal rather than physical in origin. But from where, precisely, he admittedly has no idea whatsoever. So even this bananas crazy description is coming to us from somebody who insists that it was probably paranormal and not, like, corporeal in nature. It seems like he's just pulled half of this out of his ass. Just all these random, like, animals and the fact that, like... <laughs> but he's it came out and fit. <laughs> That's true. He looks good out... for 80, and so we should trust him. <laughs> Look at his luscious hair. <laughs> his sad eyes. Maybe he is the shock monkey. I was and he's say, just doing this to hide. Ah, uh, wait, I would love that, actually. Yeah. If this sprightly old man is the shock monkey in disguise. Oh, that's so good. And this guy, like, who's doing the reporting is like... He was curiously muscular, with four muscular legs like a lion. <laughs> oh, the shrug monkey, shrug. such a handsome devil. Really good-looking guy, probably gentle and easy to get along with, too. <laughs> See, I was going to say, if he were actually the shrug monkey, he would be describing it really, like, nicely. <laughs> he does describe the eyes really nicely, though. Like, it's so True. weird in the midst of all of that, like, horrifying stuff. He's like, but the eyes, they're great. Intelligent Everyone eyes. seems to think it's buff. sensitive eyes. Everyone, We've had that every time. Yeah, it's muscular. It's muscular. It's got soulful eyes. This is like its Tinder profile. It's ridiculous. <laughs> See, I, you told me we wouldn't go Beast of Bray Road again. Alex, you told me. Uh, well, it's 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 the British Beast of Bray Road. It's different. It's different, uh, Addison. He's, 50 shugs of Bray. What do you guys... 
Oh, no. This is literally what we're doing with this episode is we're doing a re-release of the Beast of Bray Road episode translated into UK English. For a UK audience. Um, What do you guys say? uh, It's like the British version of The Office and the American version of The Office. Oh, yeah. Um, It's the the shark monkey. He's proper fit. I'm sorry. (laughs) I hate myself. We fall into, like, baseball bats. Um, (laughs) I did. Henry's upset. I'm so sorry. Uh, I wish we have a guest on from another place we make fun of their accent. Well, we're not making fun of. We are paying homage to. People who live we're here just... make fun of my accent. It's fine. Oh, no. I wasn't making fun of your accent. I was just making no, fun I'm of England. Um, uh, not you, just your entire country as a generalized whole. It's a silly place. We have shug monkeys <laughs> and beef eaters. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I've seen the beef eaters. What's the most shug monkeys you've ever seen at one time? Oh, yeah. Ooh, gotta be about seven. <laughs> But that was a party, and I was the intruder that time. (laughs) Did you crash a shug monkey party? They're so generous with the wine at the shug monkey get-togethers. The (laughs) nicest people. Shug monkey party crashers sounds like an incredible sitcom that I want to see right now starring Simon Pegg. (laughs) It's it's wedding crashers. Uh, here's another really great weird anecdote. All the anecdotes on the Shark Monkey come from like very strange secondary sources. John Downs, director of the British-based Center for Fortean Zoology, has a tantalizing tale to tell of Rundlesham Forest's most monstrous inhabitant, the Shug Monkey. An ex-girlfriend of mine, an East Anglian paranormal researcher, was in possession of some videotape which showed the paw print of some huge animal like that of a cat or dog, but far bigger and with strange flattened fingernails rather than claws. John continues, she thought that it was a print from an alien big cat of some description, but my immediate thought was of the semi-mystical shug monkey. When I later found out that my friend and colleague, Jan Scarf, who was brought up in the vicinity of the airbases, also knew about the so-called shug monkey, I became even more interested, and I've been collecting reports for years. So, you know, this guy's ex-girlfriend was a paranormal researcher and had a paw print, and it was definitely proof of the shug monkey. It's awesome. All right. I love it. So, I love that. I'm on board. So there's a description of the Chug Monkey that fits into this weird animalian category where it's a combination of many things, including but not limited to the rhinoceros. No. Here's another description that leans more toward its uh, humanistic aspect. Thank you. So this is an account, I guess, or a description that leans a lot more heavily on categorizing it on the same sort of school of thought as Bigfoot or Big okay. Feet. Bigfoots? Big's feet. Big's feet. <laughs> it's like cul de sac. Because that's actually that. the plural of cul de sac. It is really? something like that. Oh yes, my God, it's cul de sac and attorneys general. Yes. Yes. So it's something Big's new every foot. day. <laughs> attorneys general. And Big's foot. Big's foot. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, the shark monkey is a ghost like hairy humanoid that fits squarely into the quote unquote, and this is a technical term, big hairy monster. <laughs> <laughs> or hairy biped category. Bigfoot's weird. Big cousins. hairy monster. That's a technical term we cryptozoologists. That use. was my nickname in high school. Aww. It was not. You're small. I am hairy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're not a big And hairy. a monster. Um, it is sighted in Rendlesham Forest in Britain in the Suffolk area, particularly on the road that runs between West Riding and Balsham, which we talked about already. Witnesses describe it as combining the characteristics of a big dog and a monkey. Sometimes it is linked with British werewolf legends because of its canine features. It leaves footprints that look like a dog's tracks, except that they are gigantic and have flattened claws that seem shaped more like human fingernails. So there is a justification of that. In behavior and habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In behavior and habits, it resembles the numerous spectral ba- <laughs> the numerous spectral black dogs that are sighted in Britain to this day, such Thank as God. Black Shug. Um, most researchers, in fact, classify the Shug Monkey among the weirder types of ghostly black dog. Because, you know, it's not like all those normal ghostly black dogs. It's the weirder ones. It's one of the weirder ghostly black dogs. For example, some black dogs have cat features, cow features, are headless, have human heads, or possess other extremely weird features. Those aren't dogs. They're just cows and cats and people. They're just just (laughs) real weird dogs. You can't just call everything with four legs a dog, Alex. Excuse me? I feel called out. That was rude. I'm sorry. Um, No, it's fine. It was good. All right. I have one more thing that I love, and it's because this is from... Still on the track, the voice of the international cryptozoological community. Ooh, and okay. an article called Return of the Shug Monkey. When did he leave? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where did he go? <laughs> I don't know. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Shug Monkey to the streets. Here <laughs> Shug we go. Monkey 2 taking it to the streets. Oh, my God. Shug yes. Harder. Um, oh, God. Monday Shug Mar- Life. <laughs> 
Oh my god, we're gonna get Crypto Keeper t-shirts that say Shug Life. And I love it. Good. I'm gonna um, buy eleven okay. for all my Shug Monkey friends. For all your Shug Monkey friends, take him back to this uh, Shug Monkey because he's partying crashed. Yeah. Be like, hey, sorry. Party favor. Okay, yep. This is from Monday, March 30th, 2009. So, comparatively recent. Yeah. There is a bear in Rendlesham Forest, or so says the East Anglian Daily Times. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> At least three people claim to have seen the grizzly beast in the forest within the last week, although bears are not native to Britain. So okay. I like that. That's quality reporting at its finest. <laughs> One of those who saw the creature is Jenny Pierce, who said, I was on the green at Rendlesham Forest having a picnic with my three-year-old son and his friend's family. After the picnic, we stayed to play and explore the woods. While we were in the forest, I saw a large animal moving through the trees ahead. I thought it was a big dog, so I picked up my son, because he has never really got into dogs and gets easily scared. But as it continued away from us, it was clearly not a dog. It was much bigger, and there wasn't anyone there to be walking it if it was a large dog. (laughs) I love literally everything about this report, except for the fact that her kid is not into dogs. He's little. He doesn't know. I know. He's small, but, like, still. (laughs) I just love this. I don't know. I... And I don't want to get again into like generalizations, but this is the most British report I've ever heard. It was just like, so I picked up my son because he's never really got into dogs. <laughs> like, it's like, not really his thing. <laughs> I feel like all of these articles were written by esteemed British reporter Foxton Mulderworth. They all just seem like really open to all of this. I love yes. it. Foxton Mulderworth. I, I love, love Foxton Mulderworth. Mulder's inexplicable identical British cousin <laughs> with a mustache. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, thing. Scully. Jesus Christ, that was worse. <laughs> could you please say, uh, could you please just say, I want to believe? I want to believe. <laughs> That's, That's Fox It's very good. It's perfect. We're going to make perfect. a new audio drama called, like, the Y file. The Z files. The Z files. I hate Z-files. that. was amazing. Because we don't say Z. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification for our international audiences. I don't know. Sometimes people don't know Americans don't say that. It will not surprise anyone to hear that I have been to run. Uh, not me personally. This is again going back to the article. <laughs> Alex, what is you have a person? <laughs> okay. It will not surprise anyone to hear that I have been to Rendlesham Forest on a number of occasions. Anyone who went to the 2002, 2006, or 2007 Weird Weekends will know that Larry Warren, probably the most famous UFO contactee in modern Britain, is a personal friend of mine. Okay, and so chill. Is his erstwhile partner in crime, Peter Robbins? Okay, chill out, dude. Uh, this is written this by person someone. Sounds really- unbearable. Yeah. They clearly think they're a lot more popular than they are because I have no idea who this is. Their name isn't even like on the top of the article. Yeah, so. I, I read about a lot of UFO stuff and nothing they have said has meant anything. They're to like, so you've probably heard of me. I was at the 2002, 2006, and 2007 weird weekends. Like, uh, this means big deal. nothing. Like, cool. Anyway, uh, anyone who's anyone in the London cryptozoological community is partied with me. <laughs> God. I'm very done with that. Um, Anyway, the area between Orford Ness and Rendlesham Forest in Suffolk is a very strange place, as well as being one of the most eastern points in the British Isles. Super weird. It has also been the focus for a wide range of bizarre paranormal activity. Writing in the 13th century, Ralph of Coggeshall described a wild man caught in fishing nets off of Orford Castle. This creature, who like so many contemporary sightings of humanoids seen in conjunction with UFOs, was seemingly equally at home on land and at sea lived at the castle for several months. (laughs) Oh. The wild man is not the only item of cryptozoological interest from the Rendlesham area. The lanes of the area are reputedly haunted by giant spectral black dogs that pad malevolently but silently along. I'm sorry, like, you could have picked a more malevolent word than pad. It's true. They pad malevolently along. (laughs) That's not... That's not a thing. Prowl, maybe? Like, that would have made more sense. (laughs) Sashay. They skip malevolently along. Yeah, it's just, it's not doing it for me. They sashay malevolently. The writing here is clearly not as quality as that other article. An even more disturbing specter called the Shug Monkey, which is described by witnesses as an unholy combination of Mastiff and Great Ape, is also seen on occasion. And in recent years, the forest has been the haunt of mysterious Black Panthers. But not like... Not like Black Panthers, like yeah. like Black, and then for some reason Panthers is in quotation marks. Chadwick so Boseman was cats. there researching yeah, for the role. Cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's just big, big black kitty cats. Here's another thing I love. This is like not necessarily as related, but this is just me like hating more on this person who wrote this. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. And here is a literal paragraph this person wrote in their article. 
One researcher, who shall remain nameless, claimed to me about 10 years ago that so many bears had been released into parts of mid-Wales that there were organized bear hunts held every weekend. But he was an idiot, and I will not dignify his ridiculous claims by discussing them further. Oh my god. Why would this guy even bring him up if he's then going to call him an idiot later in the paragraph? Earlier in the paragraph, or earlier in the article, in a part I didn't read, he was talking about um, the possibility that maybe these shug monkeys were bears. And then he is going on to say, like, of course they weren't bears. This guy's an idiot. Boston's a dick. Yeah, this guy's a jerk. Yeah, he's very bad. Damn. So. It, at least he didn't name the guy before he called him an idiot. <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah, that's fair. This Who guy, John. Yeah. Here's his phone number and address. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell him what an idiot Here's he is. Here's his hotmail address. Ah. Alex, help. I can't hear anything. <laughs> she dropped her headphone. <laughs> earbud fell out of my ear, so all that time that Henry was talking trash about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quick, Henry. Stop talking trash about Alex. Yeah, quit doing that. Never. Um, so, here we go. Here's another fun thing that I did. Okay. In my research, I somehow stumbled into a Google group called alt.ghost.hunters, I think. <laughs> and it's like this Google group slash folder slash file full of like all of these posts and threads and and folders from people like sharing their hot cryptid goss. Oh my god. I don't my know question, how I got here. My question um, is what are the they the alternative these, to? Yeah, what are they alt? I I don't know and I'm kind of scared but like as an example, here's the headline of one of these. Guns don't kill people. Gaping holes in vital organs kill people. Which sounds kind of like if Nightvale had an alt right group. Yeah, what's <laughs> happening? Are they alternative to like are they like unlike the mainstream ghost hunters? We're the grassroots yeah, stuff. We're I don't the really scary know. ones. Yeah. Because another like Another headline in this from 2010 is called Demonic and Alien Harassment. I just saw Amityville Horror, a government conspiracy. (laughs) The truth behind spirit guides. (laughs) The danger and deception behind spiritualism. Oh, boy. Did Alex Jones write this? Yeah, here's another one. Alex Jones. Secret police fighting America's second civil war. Oh, boy. With ghosts. (laughs) Where did you find these It's very strange. Anyway, the part that I was looking for was this article called, well, it's not an article, I guess. It's like a shared post called Paranormal Entities with Glowing Red Eyes. That's that good stuff. Which doesn't really seem to fit, like, a lot of what's going on in this folder. It's weird. It's, like, all, like, strange alt politics and then ghost sightings, (laughs) which is weird to me. Like, what a strange interception. Like, this is a very bizarre Venn diagram. Anyway, so this whole thing, basically, I won't read the whole thing to you because it's very detailed and very, like, uh long-winded and poorly formatted but the premise of the entire thing is that it's cataloging a whole bunch of paranormal entities that all shared the category like the sort of characteristic of glowing red eyes and this was fascinating to me because it's listing the shug monkey among these as well as black shuck and the black dogs and the like spectral hounds of of the uk and we have talked a lot about many cryptozoological creatures that have glowing red eyes yeah. um, there are also a lot that we haven't talked about on this show yet that also have glowing red eyes mothman is like the glowing red eyes is a calling card oh yeah um the taily has either bright yellow or orange or red eyes in mm-hmm. the one that we talked about um i don't remember what color are the wampus cat's eyes um that also varied they were yellow sometimes red sometimes, sometimes red i remember because we talked about its its confluence with the taily mm-hmm. um so the shug monkey and it's fascinating to me because the more you look at all these creatures, like the more specific regional cryptids we look at, the more you start to see these patterns emerge. And there's something that I really love, which is triggered by like a strange deviant art result I found when I was Googling the Shug Monkey, which drew this like cute multi-stage evolution as if the Shug Monkey were a Pokemon. And it had like uh-huh. three stages of Shug Monkey. I'll find it and tweet it out. It was so freaking cute. That makes me But it happy. made me think that I'm like, and I've, I've thought this for a while, actually. I think I may have said this in the Wampus Cat episode. Of, like, the Taily Poe being just a smaller version of, like, the Wampus Cat or the Hellhound. Maybe it's, like, a branched evolutionary tree. And then the Hellhound goes into the Shug Monkey. And then the Wampus Cat goes into something else. Are they, know. like, evolutions? Yeah. Well, and then if you, like, have a high friendship during the night, it's the Beast of Bray Road. <laughs> Do you think the reason the uh, Shug Monkey is always sad is because he's weighed down by the guilt of the things he did when he was a Hellhound? God, wait! I hate that. I have a sad past. Oh, he's so tragic and brooding. Alex, please. 
I bet the shrug monkey, like, writes in coffee shops about the terrible things that he's done. He has an Instagram account where he just, like, shows typewriter poems. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's just a quick side note, but I I, I don't even remember the name of the poet, thankfully, because I don't want to, like, put anybody on, on blast or anything. But the other day, I saw just a bunch of Instagrams, and they were from somebody. With the cigarettes and the yes. typewriter. Yeah, it was, it was typewriter bad. poems with just cigarettes arranged around them, and they were really bad poems, like, just really, like, angsty, like, white dude, like, <laughs> so badness. Maybe like the real, I think I think something that we talk about a lot in this podcast actually is how cryptids are not what we should be afraid of. The real scary thing out there is like actual human beings that we have to interact with yeah. that we can't just talk about on podcasts in the dark. And so I think maybe the Beast of Free Road represents a very specific kind of horrible human that like lifts all the time and only tells you about his gym records. And I think maybe the Shug Monkey is the soft boy cryptid. Maybe the Shug Monkey is the one who's like kind of terrible, but like has those big, beautiful, intelligent eyes and will mm. tell you that, like, you're not like other cryptozoologists. Yeah, maybe the, the shug monkey's, like, the biggest danger of the shug monkey is that it will gaslight you. Oh, no. Um, you're not like other cryptozoologists. You really see me. You don't just let me in with all those other wampus cats and hellhounds. I feel like you get me. I feel like we get each other. Oh my God. Your sadness makes you beautiful. Um, and his British accent gets all the ladies, so it's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. He's gone from really sad to super sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this is the worst cryptid we've talked about on this show. Yeah, He's deceptive. Real. He's the most dangerous. It's difficult. you got to look out. Okay, so survival tips. How do you survive the shug monkey? How do you not fall prey to his British charms? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you look for the textbook signs of an emotional manipulator. Right, uh, right. I suppose you don't let him... Uh, you don't let him uh, uh, ask you for any favors in terms of like trying to help him get his poetry chapbook published. Anytime somebody tells you that they are not like other, that you are not like others in a group, recognize that that's trying to like isolate and alienate you from your support group and make you feel like you need to be singular outside of it and you just shut that down immediately. Yeah, also, um, if somebody, if this is getting like serious advice for a second, but like if somebody's willing to, like, if somebody tells you like you're not like other insert thing here, like as a compliment while putting down simultaneously a group that you are part of, know that that means that at any given time they, you can, they can take that status away from you and lump you back in with yeah, this group that and, they've expressed disdain for. It's very, very, very Jumping tra- off of that, don't um, let big sad eyes distract you from the fact that he has four muscular <laughs> lion-like limbs. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> oh, sorry. I this just got real. Like, oh, <laughs> no, it's good. Thank you, because I was getting into like a, a more serious zone. No, so. I mean, like, I think that's that's the cool thing about this podcast, right? It's like we're talking about cryptids, yes, but like we're talking about something bigger than cryptids. But here's the at thing: the, same time. the truth is out there, but the truth is also in here. <laughs> Gosh darn it! Uh, no, it's slightly serious. No, you know, I, I mean, patted like, myself on the heart for people. At for, home. Yeah, who right. didn't get that visual cue? We're gonna leave that like dope tapping sound oh, yeah. in there, though. Ow. <laughs> Incredible. Addison. <laughs> She's doing my acting teacher. All right. Anyway. Um, anyway, but like, as we say in our intro, you know, we, we like to laugh at the darkness here on this podcast. And I think that when we veer into territory like this, it's nice to have a focal point like the Shug Monkey, for example, <laughs> to sort of like do the Boggart thing, right? You take something that's terrifying and you lump it in with this like very silly, inherently whimsical concept. And it gives you a way to itemize and distance yourself from it and sort of laugh at it from a distance and compartmentalize your feelings and like put it in a much more frameable mind space where you can deal mm-hmm. with something in an object sort of way. And I, I think that's nice. Like I enjoy that aspect of our podcast. And I think that it's one of my favorite things about talking to members of our community and interacting oh, yeah. with all of my best friends in the Crypto Keeper Appreciation Group. You're all my best friends. I know I've said this before, <laughs> but like literally at me. Um, oh, yeah. Is that I love the talking point it gives people, especially people of like marginalized communities to like come together and talk about things and sort of lay claim to these identities that are inherently very othered and go on conversations about like the very real things in the world that are kind of scary and to find our way back to something that's a little bit more manageable. It's nice. That was a lovely Shug- sort of Jerry Springer final thought for this episode <laughs> of The Cryptid Keeper. Thank Take you. Care yeah, we like go down these weird rabbit holes sometimes. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we we like do. get lost on those little paths. Get a little woods. philosophical. The Shug Monkey lost? is our life raft on the sea of darkness. <laughs> oh, the iTunes reviewers can't seem to decide if like there's not enough Owen Wilson or too much Owen Wilson or not enough philosophy or too much philosophy. Like we're just gonna do what yeah. we're gonna do. I'm like Screw the haters. 
Screw the haters. Are we too? Are we too? Are we too silly? Are we not silly enough for you? Well, they have comedy podcast, but too silly. Yeah, that's all. A whole thing. It's fine. Whatever. We'll be Somebody over here in Rendlesham Forest having a good time. Exactly. Um, okay, on that note, though, I do feel obliged to say thank you so much, everybody who's giving us such incredibly, overwhelmingly glowing reviews on iTunes. Oh yes. Like, oh my god. Literally, we do love you guys. Um and. <laughs> Literally, like, 99% of our reviews are amazing and wonderful, and we love them. And even when you do have, like, positive critical feedback and, like, things that we can improve it's on, like actual we, we too appreciate it. We discuss it, and we talk about it, and we take it to heart. Uh, we really do. I we're, love constructive criticism. This I don't just, love when people roll up to just be like, this sucks! Yeah, we're just ripping like, on people who, like, complain about the stupid things. Like They're like, they're talking about Jeff Goldblum too much, and I'm like, okay. No and we're like, first of all, you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Constructive criticism is wonderful. Just telling me to stop talking about Jeff Goldblum on the other end is absurd. It's false and wrong and will never happen, so, like, save your time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I was just—this is not relevant at all, but the whole—I mean, it's relevant to Black—I I almost called him Black Shack. That's a whole—it's relevant to the Shrug Monkey. Mm-hmm. The Shrug Monkey. The Shrug Donkey. <clears throat> Maybe era, but... Black Shack is his, um, like, his writer pseudonym. Like his pen name. Oh, I like that. Well, I mean, no one wants to be called the Shug Monkey. That yeah, doesn't sound rough. very respectable. Like, it sounds kind of silly. It doesn't sound like a... Black Shug is, like, much more artsy. It also evokes more, like, it's serious. That's someone like... who smokes e-cigs and drinks black coffee. Now he smokes clove cigarettes. Oh, you're um, so right. I hate that. Anyway, what I was going to say was... um. As you were describing the creature, I, I kept picturing it as being very little, which is why it distressed me when uh-huh. I realized how big it was supposed to be. <laughs> Ten feet but, long. Oh, but that's because that's horrible. But uh, it reminded me. There's a and I. I feel like such. I'm, I'm like such a jerk because I don't remember what it's actually called. But there's a there's a Japanese there's a Japanese uh, creature like a creature in Japanese mythology that's a, a dog with a human face. Oh yeah, I know the one you're talking and about. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if there's some crossover there because. If there is extant a creature that is dog-like with like an ape sort of face, I can understand how in the dark you would see that and think that's a person's face. You know what a dog. I? You know what I actually keep thinking of when this is very silly and not at all on the oh, same Alex. line. You know those uh, like they're very popular reaction images now of like the small taxidermied white fluffy thing with the huge eyes and the little tiny frown just like gesturing around. It's called the Persian cat room guardian. The Persian cat room guardian. I picture the shug monkey having that face. <laughs> <laughs> like this huge terrifying creature but with those sad eyes and tiny frown. It's the just little, like... like <laughs> it's just I can't so help but picture the blobfish for the face. Oh, you know no, that sort of perpetual mm, I love the look blobfish. to it. Oh my god! Look a big nose creature, and its face is just this slimy blobfish face. <laughs> it's just. To be fair, listening to the way all these people like talk about, it, they can't, despite the fact that it, as far as we know, it's never hurt anyone. That yeah. was like nightmarish, malevolent. I can see why you're sad. He's yeah, constantly getting dragged despite it's not a doing smear anything. Campaign. It's terrible. I was going to ask, like, has he hurt anybody? Um, I feel like I saw an account where he had, but I need to double check it now because then I couldn't find it again when I was looking for it. That's because it's propaganda and somebody removed it. He's That's a victim it, of the it, British tabloid yeah. industry. It's libel. See. I would love to see the shock monkey in small claims court. That would be the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Please. Your Honor, I rest my case. Oh, your eyes are just so sad. I can't deny you. Guilty. <laughs> Uh, like, the other person lays out their case, like, fully, and then the shug monkey just rolls up, like, with its big sad eyes and just goes, <laughs> like, just gestures at the judge, like, help. <laughs> help him. It is such a tragedy that the uh, listeners can't see any of these facial expressions for the shug monkey. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I feel like they know us well enough at this point to guess at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. There's some really rough art of the shug monkey there I is this is a it. lot wow this is a lot of art i was looking for more like like gory or like rule 34 shug monkey art i can't seem it's to just find scary. any evidence that it's ever actually harmed somebody i think it's just spooky looking people are being really mean to it oh god it's like steve yeah. buscemi he's never hurt anyone but people are always <laughs> making fun of the way he looks yeah, and he's always playing villains. Stop this mischaracterization of Steve he's, Buscemi and the Shug Monkey. He's the st- Steve Buscemi monkey. Jesus. <laughs> oh God. He he's the Steve he Buscemi also, of cryptids. He also has big sad eyes. It's true. He does. That's actually how I would describe Steve Buscemi. I'd be like, he's kind of scary looking, but those eyes are oh. big and intelligent, and sad. It's just Steve Buscemi in a fur coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's Steve Buscemi in a fur coat wandering the forests of England on all on fours. Hol- Kind of a cross between like a bear and a rhinoceros and a silverback gorilla. I don't know. And he's just like 
Somebody holds up a picture of Steve Buscemi. He's like, that's it. <laughs> he's just like there bird spotting. So he's like leaning down to not like scare a finch away. And people are like, oh, it's the shark monkey. I <laughs> love that. Steve actually. Buscemi there Dude, galloping that- away. Do you think that Steve Buscemi stays in his home because he too lives in fear of what he's created? <laughs> the legend of One the, of the most incredible lines of our time. I think we and should just end the podcast now because how are we going to top that? I don't know. I can't. I just gotta sign off. Just Do you think Steve Buscemi right stays now? in his heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's doing? <laughs> Steve Buscemi stays in Rendlesham Forest because he too lives oh, in man. fear. Oh, poor guy. That's rough, buddy. That is rough. He's a very talented actor. He is. It's his greatest role ever. And a very talented cryptid. Yeah, it's his greatest role. Shug Monkey is the performance of a lifetime. This is all the kind of role. Looking this is a, all the people who complained about Owen Wilson and Jeff Goldblum. We're just Steve Buscemi instead now. Sorry, we're a strictly Steve Buscemi fan cast now. This is yeah. all Steve all the time. This is a Buscemi Watch 2017. <laughs> Stay believe in Steve. Talk about Steve Buscemi all all the time now. Actually, we're going to start a new second podcast, which is just us talking about Steve Buscemi constantly, sometimes in an Owen Wilson voice. Oh, my God. So, uh, no, uh, get this ready. Is, this is our Steve Buscemi and uh, Cryptid podcast, and it is called... Boo! B-O-O! Exclamation point! Hyphen! Shemmy! Boo! <laughs> what about I oh, want like to really be Steve? Incredible. Oh my god, you guys! Let's talk about Steve Buscemi's song. Didn't invite <laughs> you here, Owen. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's happened here? I don't know. I, this is like this is the weird extended lore of the Cryptid Keeper universe. <laughs> it's very silly. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. One day when we're like super famous, there will be like a, a fan wiki set up explaining like all the, of the the lore of the Crypto Keeper the universe, EU. the ex- Crypto Keeper extended universe. Oh god. Steve Buscemi is the Shug Monkey, and Ewan McGregor is a Kelpie. Like, because we, we're gonna lose people eventually. Like someday yeah. we're gonna get so many episodes that people will just start on like episode like two fifty seven, and they'll be like, "What is happening?" It's true. You know, it's very true. Do you know how when uh, there's like multiple things under the same name on Wikipedia, they have to create a which one did you mean? It'll be, did you mean Owen Wilson, actor, or <laughs> Owen Wilson, fictionalized version of actor featured in the Crypto Keeper podcast? Good. I hope. Honestly, that's how I'll know when we've made did it. Did you mean Ewan McGregor or Ewan McGregor Kelpie? <laughs> Disambiguation. This page is about Ewan McGregor Kelpie. <laughs> For other instances of Ewan McGregor, click here. Oh, it's going to be great. Help. Um, so. So that's all the information I have on the Shog Monkey. I really enjoyed our waxing philosophical on his like potential origin story, but that's all the facts that I've got for you today. That's all the facts, Jax. Them's the facts, ma'am. Uh, um, I would like to thank Henry for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much, Henry. I'd like to thank you for inviting me. It's been really nice, and I hope <laughs> this voice doesn't annoy too many people. When they're listening, no, to- it's not. Going it's like to. a very pleasant voice. I don't know where you've gotten the idea that it is not. People have told me. But that's oh, neither here nor there. No. Hey, I'm going to start a new podcast where I just go on air and, like, shade people who have ever disrespected Henry. Oh. Just yell at everyone who's ever been mean to Henry. Yeah, seriously. That's going to exist. It's called Congeria. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey, so while we have you on the air, why don't you tell people a little bit more about that show? Because I'm oh, excited for um, it. Sorry, I don't want to be too excessive or anything. It's just, um, it's just sort of I literally just told you to do it, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm British, it happens. But, um, uh, yeah, it's basically just sort of a fiction radio play type thing where every season is a different uh, self-contained plot in the vein of, like, American Horror Story or True Detective or something. And the first one is sort of a noir thing with a private detective going after a uh, missing little girl who's hiding stuff. But I won't give any more away because people don't tune into this to hear me rabbit on about... I'm on it. (laughs) Addison's in it. Which is another reason why we're I, talking about it. I'm, I'm I did a background it. voice in one episode. Yes, Alex is also a cameo in it, so... <laughs> yeah, it's great. Tune in to I'm, see if you can find I'm, them. It's like it's not like my regular speaking voice, though, so have fun with that. It's like my sexy phone secretary voice. Oh. It's like, welcome to the Cryptid Keeper podcast. Oh, gosh. It's very different, Haven't right? heard that since uh, Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> uh, it's been a hot minute. Okay. Anyway. Otherwise, it's all vocal fry all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
down in here. Do, 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 do. do we have any announcements? <laughs> I don't think we have any more announcements. Thank you so much to everyone who's ordered stickers from our Etsy store. They're looking great. Continue oh, yes. sending us your pictures. We love seeing them. Yeah, show us where you stick them. Yeah, we've had some great people like tweeting at us being like, my Taily Post sticker came in or like, I just got my American Werewolf in London to American Werewolf in London in America sticker. And that's my favorite <laughs> because it makes me feel like I did a funny thing that Addison hated. Um, so <laughs> that's my favorite sticker. But uh, yeah, so keep tweeting at us. Keep showing us your cool, fun times. And uh, join us in the Critic Keeper Appreciation Facebook group, which we love. It's a really fun yeah. community. Um, plus it comes with the added bonus of like, Addison and I get to fangirl over your stuff all the time. Like, yes. literally, we oh freak out. We'll be like, look what someone posted in the group. I love it. Uh, <laughs> we talk about you guys. We love oh, you yeah. guys. So um, that's great. Um, um, our, we have some cool yes. guests coming up in the future. Uh, the most exciting of which I can't actually tell you about yet because we haven't scheduled that date. But it's going to be really cool. I FaceTimed with them the other day and it was awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so dope. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so, so good. So, so good. Uh, Unfortunately, due to scheduling things and just financial reasons and new jobs and like school and craziness, um, we're not going to be able to do Mothman Festival like I know we talked about a while ago. So, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. If you were planning on it, send us your pictures, though, um, because we're definitely going to be following Mothman Festival. We just won't be there on site. But if anybody is going, um, tweet at us. Again, like tag us in your Instagram posts. Show us on Facebook. Like we really want to see it. Um, and we would love to be there with you guys. Hopefully, by this time next year, this will be, like, a stable enough thing and our schedules will be set enough in stone that we'll be able to figure mm-hmm. it out. Uh, things have just been sort of, like, crazy in the past few weeks. Yeah. It's been a little in flux. Yeah, but, but. Um, like we mentioned to Henry earlier on this episode, we have a Patreon. So that is uh, the pinned tweet on our Twitter account. You can also find us on just patreon.com slash thecryptidkeeper, I believe. Yes. So there is that and our yeah our tw- our socials are we're on Facebook as the Cryptic Keeper we're on Twitter at Crypt Keep Pod C R Y P K E E P P O D and our music is by Andrew Giada. You can and- find our guest Henry Galley yes. on Twitter at it's just at Henry Galley, right? You can find me in any good cupboard or under any good bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Drinking tea under your bed, <laughs> and it's spelled uh, Henry like. Like as in Henry. H as in Henry. E as in Henry. (laughs) N as in Henry. (laughs) R as in Re. Y as in E. And then Galley. G A L L E Y. Um, Thanks, guys. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, thank you again so much for joining us today, Henry. We love your work. We love your personality. We love your accent. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been really fun. Yay! Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, and I think that just about does it. That's all we've got for you so today. I've got a, my, I don't know why I revved up to the sign off. No one does that. That's not a thing anyone does. So, uh, <laughs> it's like when you're driving, you got to like accelerate into the stop. You got to, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, as always, we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs>